Hi, Don. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. You? I'm great, thanks. To be honest, I'm pretty excited as we're launching our Patreon over the next week. Yes, what an absolute treat to start 2023 with. I'll tell you what, though, before we start, I'm parched. Do you have any drinks? Uh, I don't. But our listeners could treat us to a dandelion and burdock every month to keep us hydrated for the podcast. Sounds good, but what would they get out of it? Well, for just £3 a month, they could get a full video episode with behind-the-scenes preamble and post-show chat every week. And let me tell you, wow. that's usually a real treat. <laughs> that, 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 that sounds like a real treat. That sounds awesome. I'm well up for that, but I don't need to because I'm involved. I don't need to pay. No, but they'd get that a day earlier than everybody else would release on a Tuesday. Surely, in that case, they'd also get the podcast version a day earlier as well. Absolutely. I'm concerned. Now we've become sellouts and decide to have adverts featured on the podcast, people will come for us with pitchforks. Well, in this tier, they'd get the episode ad-free. Excellent. Surely they can't get anything else in this tier. Not really. Only an extra wrap-up podcast at the end of each season where we watch interviews and performances from the era we've discussed and one watch-along episode a month where we'll watch and discuss a classic gig, film or anything Arctic Monkeys related. What, like Glasto 2013, Live at the Apollo, Scummy Man or Submarine? Yeah, exactly. And there's so many more. But I'm not done yet. We'll also be putting out special birthday party episodes on each band member and associated band members' birthdays. And do you know what's good about that? What's good about that? Alex's is the 6th of January. Amazing. Sounds like that would be a great day to launch the Patreon then with an Alex Turner birthday party episode ready and waiting for our patrons. As always, Nick. You read my mind. It's an amazing tier. And again, you get all that for just £3 a month. Yep. I don't see what else the next tier could possibly offer on top of that. Well, if you're now well hydrated and you fancy grabbing a pint with me, our listeners can treat us to one in our local, The Cornerstone. I'll be there in 10 minutes. For just £5 a month, our listeners can access our Cornerstone tier and get all the great features already referenced on the previous tier. Plus, and I'm excited about this. I'm on tenterhooks here. Or... Rusty hooks, as it were. Nice. Well, our Cornerstone patrons will also get a monthly Last Shadow Puppets podcast where we'll do a deep dive into a track from the beginning of the catalogue all the way to the end. Amazing. B-sides and all. B-sides and all. Wow, that's just outstanding. So all the previous features and the Shadow Puppets pod, incredible. Well, also... Each subscriber gets to pick any song from any band or artist that doesn't feature an Arctic Monkeys member in the act or production, and we'll put the songs into a prize draw once a month. So, for example, you might pick Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. The winning subscriber will get a podcast in our format on that song. They'll stay in the prize draw until they win, and we'll refresh annually. This all sounds amazing. Well, apart from the Ariana Grande bit, but yeah, that's a me issue. <laughs> so, we're launching on Alex's birthday? Yes, on the 6th of January, come to our link tree or socials to access Patreon, where you can choose your tier of choice. Once you've signed up, you'll immediately start seeing the benefits with the Alex Turner birthday party episode. This is all very exciting. Isn't it just? Well, we hope you're all as excited as we are and can help support us throughout 2023 and beyond. Bye, everyone. Bye. We're Arctic Monkeys. This is Don't Believe the Art. That rock and roll, eh? Ladies! That sound means it's the end of the game. Time for the bonus question. Cheers, dude. That man just yawned. We're going to call it, uh... 
Don't Believe the Hype. Hello and welcome to Don't Believe the Hype, the podcast aiming to pull back the curtain and reveal the stories behind some of the anthems of a generation. Yes, every week we take a look back at a track from the band's back catalogue. Who's we, I hear you ask? It's me, Nick Lee, joined as ever by the man who occupies the show like toothache. It's Dan Hall. Yeah, right, Dan. <laughs> yep, I am very well, thank you. Um, was that was that a lyric? That's a bit... Yeah, yeah. Is it an early alarm? No, it's not. It's a been called us. rather than an alarm. Is, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I don't know the rules yet. Um, I, yeah. was <laughs> mean, I was very mean to the co-host of my football podcast last night as well, so there must be something in the water this week. I think. There must be. There must be. I don't mind. I can I can take it. So right, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you laugh throughout the evening and turn it turn it back around so that I'm not like too fake. I'm like brushed teeth. The complete opposite. Brushed teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll, <laughs> Healthy I'll, teeth. I'll, 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 I'll play that bit out. That was mental. <laughs> don't forget you can go in the episode description and find all our links, including including our TikTok, which I will put in after this for people who are tiktoking the way through through yeah. life everything else there yeah. and you can also email at titmonkeyspodcast at gmail.com as people will be getting to our correspondence special soon so get those emails in i we say will. we will come one I mean, come all say soon probably about five or six weeks still that's relatively soon isn't it so yeah right. get your correspondence it's, in now it's soon in the grand scheme of things isn't it yeah yeah because what because once it's past that date when we record that your email will be dead to us so yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll delete all the folders and everything we're, we're yeah. not going to save it for next we'll... season because that's a different era and we'll have moved on baby we'll be in the different times so oh yeah <laughs> we'll be we'll be pogoing our way around to uh do me a favor won't we oh oh it's gonna be a great time <laughs> oh my word so forget about doing me a favor forget about favorite worst nightmare what are we chatting about tonight we're doing riot van and i have to say i'm very excited about this got a lot to say i've only like from not wasn't that excited about it before but from listening to it this week just yeah got really really um geared up for this one wait that sounds like i've done a lot of drugs and i'm excited for it i'm not i've not it might seem that way i'm not um but i am really some funny cigarettes Oh, already. Is that a lyric? Or are we in a feature still? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a feature, demo, lyric. Still a feature. demo <laughs> lyric. Yeah, yeah. These rules, Nick has it. And it's and it's yeah. a lyric for the song we're going to be talking about as well. So I don't you can't you're not gonna get me on that. You should see the 50-page rule book you made me sign before we started this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did actually just want to say, actually, I was I hope that all of our South American friends that were at a gig that looked quite dangerous this week are all yeah. okay. We're all okay because yeah. we're out of monkeys, yeah. And now that's out of the way. Some hairy gigs, but that was horrible. That was, I was, yeah, yeah. It's not, not my thing now. And now that's out of the way. I'm going to tell you off for misbehaving and ruining Arctic Monkeys Night. <laughs> um, yeah, it was quite. Um, I never seen the only time I've ever seen that is I saw Rage Against the Machine at um, Leeds Festival, and it got so intense they had to stop. And there was a couple of lads that we'd made friends with that we didn't really know from Liverpool. And halfway through one of the songs, they pushed a lad to the floor and started kicking him in. And I was like, this is a bit rich for me and left. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, I thought you were just. God, I thought we were just mosh pitting. Now you're just beating someone on the floor. Um, well, that actually makes me sound like that I didn't step in and help, doesn't it? But yeah, you just went, I'm, I'm you know, from looking at me, you, you get you people have never seen me like in person, but I would have got battered. There's, I would have been no help by trying to peacefully That's break up a fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got no, no, no. 
it really sounds like they were raging against the machine, them guys. Whoa, that, that's, they were. You know, anti-capitalist propaganda and a good beating. <laughs> what, what a day that guy had. Yeah, that is their mantra. Imagine an organization, organization like the BBC thinking that they could get them on live and ask them not to swear in the song and they would follow that. <laughs> Imagine yeah, them thinking that. Called, <laughs> the machine. Oh, a band that are all about not doing what the man tells them to do and literally one of the biggest man institutions in the uk tells them not to swear during a live broadcast ah how could they have not seen what came (laughs) (laughs) bizarre so bizarre good it was christmas number one though it was it was yeah going but as part of simon cowell's record company so he was happy either way that were we speak a lot <laughs> Ask Lou Faru. See Lou Faru documentary for further context. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I would um yeah, I was just thinking it just made me think of we've told a few stories from our clubbing days and uh recently because because of this album. But I remember Rage Against the Machine were always one in the night, weren't it? Around midnight or something at one. And that would come on in the bio. Yeah, yeah, that ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, doing the it's, it's, one of, it's one of those those rare songs that you can kind of go off it gets to a point where you get a bit bored so you go off and get a drink and then you get to come back for like a great ending it's, it's similar to Blue well, Monday no. but when Blue Monday comes on you can go off to the bar and have a oh, drink God. And go off for a stick and it's still going on well that's not very eventful yeah it's about 20 minutes long but the, the nice <laughs> yeah um, but but no, because I found that song was the one where, you know, we said last week about backing up to a girl and you might touch her because everyone's jumping around so much. There's an odd chance that if you jump strong enough, you'll just land in front of a girl. And if she's desperate yeah. enough, <laughs> she'll go off. That was my it's, game. Is that desperate bastard I ordered? <laughs> exactly. And, uh, so while you're, you're at the bar halfway through the song, I'm just jumping around trying to land in front of various women <laughs> oh, until, until one of them works it's just a numbers game for me just a numbers a, game a lot a lot is being explained a lot is being said. back to the track then we, yeah back to the, the track because this isn't about one about nightclub yeah this isn't, it isn't about a night nightclub yeah. i'm stripping it's it the aftermath and i think we should have a, a copyright friendly listen to it have you been drinking son you don't look old enough to me I'm sorry officer is there a certain age you're supposed to be cause nobody told me and overalls the riot van and these lads just wind the coppers up they ask why they don't catch so that clip was taken from the album version because yeah. there are no live versions available of that song. Even oh. this, I even went back to the Astoria gig and there's not one on there. Yeah, um, I have to say, because there did used to be one in Australia, but when I looked, it were all mobile phone ones again, which I'm surprised yeah. even exist from back then, but it would have very yeah. poor mobile phones. But yeah, I mean, you know, our usual scam of how to evade the algorithm police will hopefully uphold this track. 30 seconds and we're reviewing it, so I think we Yeah, good. but if you just heard nothing, then it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, then go flip over, listen to the song, and then come back. That's fair enough, isn't it? No, we'd probably just edit in the demo because the demo's all right, isn't it? Because the demo's not owned by anyone, as we found out in Beneath the Boardwalk. So we'll just have to do that as plan B. We'll remember him. Which, Awful. Which we, we, we might do. We might be doing as a little little treat later on. That's exciting. Well, isn't well it? maybe, maybe if the listeners oh. are good. 
Should we head over to the feature that's got a, a name that I trip over every week, so I just won't say the name of the feature? The well, name, Alex it. says it. Alex says it. You don't need to. I mean, it's a way to argue. Riot Van is the seventh track on the album, coming in at a brief 2 minutes and 14 seconds, with 60.6 million streams on Spotify, putting it somewhere in between what you would call the bigger tracks on this album and the lesser streamed ones. The song is 104 beats per minute, but according to TuneBat.com, still manages to have a danceability score of 59, but just 26 this week for the happiness score. Like last week, this song is in the key of A major. Other key tracks in A major are Eurovision Enema's ABBA with Dancing Queen, 80s film anthem Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds, and the American's answer to status quo, Ario Speedwagon with I Can't Fight This Feeling Anymore, or as it will always be heard now thanks to John Lewis's Christmas advertisement in Bastille, I just can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> and I just can't fight the feeling to rip off my own ears with a pair of pliers and use them to make the fairy wings for the top of my Christmas tree. Thanks, Bastille. A merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> we do have a mysterious new entry into our infamous, that's right, infamous, thanks to us, recording team, Andreas Bear, who was involved in the technical side of the recording. Andreas was also involved in two Crib songs, Mirror Kisses and It Happens So Fast. Um, do you recall, Nick, in an earlier episode, we saw a general credit for James Ford on this album. We weren't quite sure what capacity he was involved in, and I wasn't even Indeed. sure that was accurate, to be honest. But but he did play the electric piano and organ on Riot Van. So he's been there the whole way through, more or less. It's nice to know, isn't it? Well, that's good. never knew Family. that, yeah. Uh, the song has been played a mere 45 times live, initially on November 3rd, 2005 at Beats 106 Radio Studios, Glasgow, Scotland, and lastly on August 24th, 2006 at the Forum, London, England. So it's not been pulled out for a very, very long time. Uh, it is time for a bonus round. That sound means it's the end of the round. Time for the bonus question. So... Could you hazard a guess, Nick, at the next least played album track? So so Riot Van was played live 45 times, and the next least played is 44 times. That That's off all albums, not this album. Um, so the Riot Van was played 45 times live ever, and the next least played album track is played 44 times. Can you name that? I can give you, I can be, a, we can narrow it down a bit for you if you want. I think it might. It might. Well, obviously, there's some that have played like zero times, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Um, so this is yeah. It's not that low down, but but yeah. Um, red light indicates doors are secured. I'm going the next track. No, it's not on this album. Oh, no, that's grim. That no, I, I haven't <laughs> got a clue. What, what what album are we talking? Suck it and see. Just go. Just go into. Is it all my own stunts? No, because no, because did a full tour of that. I don't know. I don't know. Killed me again. That. <laughs> that's where you're wrong has only been played right. 44 times uh, and now it's back now of. it's back so that's going to go up yeah 44 times i was surprised by that because I, I mean i don't really remember the exact set list for when i saw the two times i saw the second seat tour, but i think it were in there i think so but yeah yeah paul that's where you're wrong yeah 
Um, but to continue, the song was sampled on Boys in Blue by Manchester-based lyricist producer Skittles from his EP Poor with a Hundred Pound Trainers from 2012. According to his website, his hard-hitting razor-sharp delivery makes it impossible for you not to relate as he explains some unheard views of the world over a wide range of sounds that unfortunately, due to him not really singing, will be referred to as hip-hop. Imagine a piece of classical music, put it in a blender and add some reggae slash scar to it, Throw a load of broken instruments in the mix and a few proper cold wrappers, sprinkle in some grime and a vinyl, add a bit of pop and pulse until smooth and you will have nothing like what this album is. If there's nothing for you on this album, you're a dick. Remember, folks, that's from his own website. We'll let you be the judge. Johnny died a single stab to the abdomen Chris knew where he kept his bag so he grabbed for them Just thinking he didn't want his mum or the police to have them But when he goes back there's a strap with him He couldn't believe Johnny was that hidden But now he's got a beef with the little brother of the guy with the knife Maybe he should pack with him So we left that day ten bags with him Came back in all fresh clothes and a bag full of fat rhythms Didn't know cash was that given Two years later stacks risen I mean Johnny died so nothing will put him off shot And if that didn't you can't compare that to prison It's your worst nightmare but for Chris just think it isn't Thoughts Nick? Thoughts Nick? Thoughts <laughs> I like the music and the backing vocals. More of that, please. <laughs> well, production duties are taken care of by Skittles himself, along with few collaborations with the likes of Dub Physics, DRS and Chimpo. Features come from Man Like Mr. Fox, fresh from his cameo in the Zed Bias and Omar Damage a Dance, and Fallacy, Black Market Boy, Groundbreaker, Big and Bashy. And if anybody could translate whatever the fuck any of that was, please head well, to our socials now. <laughs> I can translate a little bit of that because I oh. used to live next. To, I used to live next to Chimpo. <laughs> <laughs> really? This is a yeah, This yeah. isn't even. None of this is. This isn't planned or anything. Honestly, honestly, I just said that name, and then I was like, in yeah, the, that's the guy. Where? In, that's where I used in, to watch up in 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 Fallowfield in uh, Mossside. Chimpo you lived in Mossside for a bit, did you? Oh, really? That's where I've just moved from. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, I thought you lived. Yeah. Um... Oh, right. Yeah. So it's the other side of Falfield. Like, no, that way. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into that now. But, um, Thanks for bringing that back. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. no ch 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 Chimpo, Chimpo was next I had, door. Uh, I, I had remember, no idea. I, I remember during the, um, you know, the lockdown when everyone was going out clapping for nurses instead of giving them pay rises. Yes. I, uh, except me. The, yeah, we'd cool. have like the neighborhood WhatsApp and they'd all be texting in there. And everyone would be texting like, oh, don't forget to put your rainbows in your window. And he'd just be like, yeah, D&B night, remote rave at my house. Yeah, you can stream it at this link, £5 a ticket. I was like, oh, read your room, Chimpo. No, I didn't. Did I, I didn't go out clapping. I didn't go out clapping, me. <laughs> to be honest, I, 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 was I that, deliberately that, made sure. Neither did I. Oh, no, neither did we. Neither did we. Neither did we. Purposefully, because I knew what would happen eventually and that we were right. But, um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the the... Yeah, I think I was that during the lockdown. I was that drinking that much that I probably would have paid and streamed his live show just for something to do while I was drunk. But um, I didn't. I didn't need to because it was being done from the house next door. So <laughs> you can hear it straight DJ. through there. So I was just <laughs> minding my own business. Glass through the wall. Chimpo at it. <laughs> Well, best be careful what I say about them because they are quite local. Then, swiftly <laughs> <laughs> on. Um, well, that is a bizarre coincidence. But I mean, it's not going to the from Manchester, but it's still quite a bizarre coincidence because there is quite a high population here. But yeah, no, this takes me now to the review section of the show. Not really any reviews again, but in its review of the debut, Pitchfork said. Almost everything that's appealing about Arctic Monkeys is down to singer Alex Turner. 
disagree with that, who possesses a gritty voice that gets increasingly appealing the more he allows it to stretch and wander. Agree with that. On sharp, observational and detail-heavy Saturday night and Sunday morning tracks like Red Light Indicates Doors Are Secure, Mardi Bum and Riot Van, the band justifies taking their album name from a kitchen sink drama. Uh, they then go on to say that although the album name is still terrible, Alas, Don't Let the Bestest Get You Down was already taken. Uh, I disagree with that strongly. I think it's a great album name and was a great mantra for the band, although through, as we've addressed previously. Yeah. An odd statement. It's a great album title. <laughs> very, very it's, not, it's not the weirdest review you've had to go through this series, though. So that's no. <laughs> no. It's not no, annoyed not you that quite. much compared to that. Well, compared to fucking Neil. <laughs> Neil the Neil. snail. <laughs> Fucking snail. The, uh, a, a website called Recordingology uh, made a production note, which was the vocal is sonically defiant in support of the lyrics, yet remains intimate and confidential with the sort of distortion that comes from running the vocal through guitar amp and or a rather abused old dynamic microphone. Um, so, yeah, that, that's all my reviews. We move, as we always do, into the uh, music discussion of this this track and i'm just gonna say right off the bat that you're gonna hear me use the word romantic a lot tonight <laughs> like a lot <laughs> yeah yeah <It's, laughs> yeah so so any thoughts on the music joe nick i'll let you go let you go first it feels so warm you slagged me off at the start i'll <laughs> <laughs> do it i'll do it to everyone this week get it on the system oh. I've been having nice pie again next week. People always say that to me, you know, when the when the people who know me from like my football podcast, they'll say, "Oh, you're you're a lot nicer in person." And I, was, I didn't know I was doing a thing. Um, I I yeah, know. I mean, I thought so. I, you know, I didn't notice until tonight. But you know, if you think yeah, I'm not the type of person to to sit on a on it and fester on it and then come back full vengeance against you at some point in the future, maybe five years down the line. <laughs> Continue. Unlike <laughs> yeah. the conversation here, I think the mu- musically is very warm. <laughs> no, we're very warm. I actually didn't realise it was an insult, the two fake thing at first. <laughs> I just thought you were commenting on a lyric. I'd, I got excited about the lyric before I realised it was a, a slight insult. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's good to know. That's music to my ears. I can get away with a lot now. <laughs> yeah, if you throw an Alex line in there, then I won't even notice that you're insulting me um, most of the time. But yeah, sorry, go on. Well, you so you, yeah, look, this is a very beautiful track, isn't it? It is. It really. It's, I've never really. I've I've always enjoyed it, but you know, if, if I was playing the first all these years that have played the first first album all the way through, if you mm. said to me, "Oh, we're going to skip Riot Van," like, yeah, right, and oh, you know, I wouldn't put up a massive fight, but kind of listened oh, to really? it. I've got gained a new appreciation for it. I think in in the wake of the newer stuff, I reckon. Yeah, I think I used to. No, I would never skip it. I used to love it, but as time's gone on, I haven't ever really gone back to it that much. So yeah, this week has reopened my own love for it. I, I it was never one I skipped because I, I will get to with the lyrics stuff like that. I just absolutely yeah, we'll get to that. But but yeah, um, I've always loved this one, and this has just reopened it like in, in, intensely reopened it this week. Um, yeah. It's always when I first fell in love with this album, like you know, at 15 or whatever, this was always one I'd particularly love. And I, I remember, so I rather embarrassingly tell you this, used to have a baseball bat in my room and I'd strum along pretending I was in the band for a period of time. I mean, you know, I was 15. Um, but for this one, I'd flip the bat round and I'd use the opposite end, um, 
not to put it on my ass. It's good. No, it's not going there. <laughs> I use the opposite end as a crooning style microphone for this one. Is what you're saying in the bedroom when I did it because I didn't feel like you, it were the guitar. You was were well ahead of the Arctic Monkeys curve. I was, wasn't you? I? I knew what Alex wanted before he did. <laughs> if, yeah, you're well, we, 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 if you're listening now, we were living in whatever people say. I'm you. You were living in tranquility base. Always, oh, yeah. When the teachers used to say, "You've got a wild imagination. What's going on in there?" Well, <laughs> let me tell you, tacos on the moon. <laughs> yeah, lounge singing, <laughs> lounge singing with Jesus, singer, Jesus next to me in the day spa. Um, but yeah, I, I genuinely was always drawn to this one. Which you know, I've, I've said before that I'm more. I've always been slightly. Um, uh, pre like preordained to to like the newer stuff because I've always been into croony music and old style music like that. So you know, although I get people's problems with it, it just works for me because of that. But but this one was I was drawn to it for reasons lyrically, like I've said, beautiful. But but we'll get into. But just the music is just yeah. It's go- going back now and listen. It's really simplistic, but yes. it's but it's really beautiful as well. I'd say at the same time, it's it's yeah. A real precursor to a song like Five O Five, I think, and particularly now knowing that James Ford was bloody on the organ or whatever, the electric keyboard, um, uh, very much a precursor to that that song, I'd say, and also a precursor, like you just said, to songs we're hearing now, like like Mirabal and, and things like that. This is this is the first hint of that that we're seeing now, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, which is really interesting. But that is really interesting about James Ford, isn't it, that he was there because I didn't know that he was around at all at that point um oh, i'd love to know I'll, I'll try and do a bit of digging maybe for a few i was wasn't going to talk about him until we get to um the next era obviously but but it's i'll in, interested to find out how they met and when and what happened and how he got involved in this album but because this was early days they recorded this so it wasn't like they were at like celebrity parties or anything and they could bump into each other or something you know what i mean or yeah. sort of indie parties or whatever so yeah it's interesting although he was in a band wasn't he so maybe that's just simply how maybe they did a yeah, gig together that's probably it or something yeah. yeah, yeah, it's probably did a gig, didn't they? I can't remember what was his back. Can you remember what they were called? Simeon Mobile Disco. Simeon Mobile Disco. They, they did the um, Justice versus Simeon. You know that we are your friends. That was that was them. Ah, it was like friends. Huge. You'll never be alone again. Another, another clubbing classic. Another clubbing classic that oh that and um, there's another song the do 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 do. Do do do. No, no, that's MGMT. Not MGMT. There's another song, and I, I can't remember. I'm not going to say. Trying to think of it, but I always felt it was the song that would be on as we were walking into 42s, which is a club in Manchester, uh, an indie club. Whenever you, there's, there's always certain songs that seem to be playing as you walked into 42s, coming up the you know the stairs and into there, and it get you all excited. And one of them was always Simeon Mobile Disco. That one, I think, was always here. Yeah, or, yeah. Ah, taking me back. Yeah, right, we go 42 soon. Um, <laughs> now I'm, I'm ready in 10 minutes, mate. <laughs> um, I actually, <laughs> I actually heard the main. This is you might not go for this, but I heard the main piano opening riff of body paint in this when I was listening to it. I can't explain that, but it was the do 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 and the do 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 do. Maybe just similar notes, but there was when I was, I was listening, I could just hear that. For some reason in my head can't can't i can't quite put my finger on why that is but but i could just hear something similar in there could be nonsense could just be the body pays in my head but but i could hear something it's not, it's not the only song that you've heard in there well, well we'll get to that in a bit no no i'm saving that for in a minute <laughs> saving that for in a minute <laughs> um loved i love the i love the solo 
it's in this yeah lovely, i really yeah yeah i really do think this is an early stage version of the other melodic romantic tunes that we'll hear as they progress so like we said the solo to 505 which obviously they didn't do miles did didn't they but but um the yeah this was like the first solo that's that's melodic that they've ever done i think out of all of them yeah definitely yeah absolutely yeah. especially having gone back across like beneath the boardwalk not never mind the boardwalk beneath the boardwalk this is the first first instance of it definitely and it's not flashy it's not a flashy solo like five or five quite a, a, no messing around just a nice melodic solo let's go with it yeah beautiful it, yeah, it has that air once again of like the first song the first song you'd write you know, when you yeah, the first slow song you would write, and and, yeah, the, and yeah. then you do a slow solo, and this is the best because you're kind of using the the bass and the notes, and just doing a. It was the only kind of solo I could ever do was like just using the the notes that we already knew because I didn't know how to <laughs> write it. Write it where you would, on the guitar. I wasn't you know didn't know it that well, but um, but yeah, no, lovely solo. I, I do think he's. We said about the crooning influence, but I do think he's he's on the cusp of crooning here in this. Do you know what I mean? Because he's talked recently about his crooning influences growing up with his dad and things like that and and i think um if you take this riff from this this song without alex and play someone like sinatra crooning you wouldn't be wouldn't be perturbed by it i don't think i think it would fit wouldn't it it fits musically but i, I just feel like he's when he's doing it he's he's on the cusp of wanting to maybe croon but he's not you know he never would at this stage obviously because that would be crazy for him to do that, but yeah. probably in his own head, confidence-wise. But um, I actually don't think, to be honest, this isn't not a million miles away from "Baby I'm Yours" by the B. Is it B fifty twos that do that? Uh, the, the, the one they did with the seven four sevens. It's an seven four sevens B fifty twos. Yeah, yeah, B fifty two. Imagine that's the monkeys that collaborate with a B fifty two. Just different planes, isn't it? Seven four sevens B fifty two. Become the plane spotting podcast. I think you, that, you, the seven four seven. Don't want them planes colliding, do you? Did you? <laughs> Did you see the Emirates fly over today, Nick? <laughs> Plane spotters anonymous. But I yeah, uh the it's it's obviously they covered that and I think that you can hear a lot of that type of style of song in this one. As which which you know will cover it, they covered it and will cover it. In, pod, in podcast form, not getting the band back together. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Let's find Everyone. the 747s as well. <laughs> People in Manchester don't funny. <laughs> don't, funny. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. It will be funny. Um, yeah, no, it was... Uh, yeah, no, really, really old style. Um, and I'm going to give some dues to Jamie and Alex here because it's a really gorgeous couple of guitar pieces to play in. Like, yeah. for, for what it is, like, we said it's simple, but it but it is just really beautiful to what well, they've written for such a simple song so um, i think the, the way the guitars intertwine it's almost an early sign of what we're going to get particularly in certain romance on this album mm. i think it's, it's kind of an early yes, sign of that for i me. think yeah definitely that um well that romantic again guitar that they yeah. have in that in that solo um at the sort of towards the end is is very much yeah reminiscent of that i'd say this is like a sort of early yeah reminiscent of that i'd be interested to know which was wrote first actually but also juice to andy because the bass for a, a song like this can fall flat or not really be heard but he really makes it a part of the song you can really yeah. hear the bass in this and it really is part of it isn't it as we heard in that remix as well the bass really was, yeah, was coming in that as well song, a song of this this, this sort of gentle for one of it once one of a better word especially in comparison to everything else on the album Similar, similar to Despair in the Departure Lounge, actually, mm. which which has has no bass and no drums. Yeah. 
But yeah. yeah, I couldn't listening back to this this week. I couldn't imagine this without the bass. I think I think it's perfect. Just no, less they, is more. Less is more, and they it's it's hard to have bass stand out in a in a slower song. So it's always impressive when mm. when people do. And they did it with Mirrorball actually recently. Just the bass sort of just comes in at the end, but it's a really standout moment for it, even though it's not been prominent the whole way through. But but yeah, no, really nice, really good bass from Andy for this because you you think of him and the style of basses he has we've mentioned before like those kind of stone roses he wants and stuff like that but yeah. they slowed it down and did a really good really good job I'd say so well done yeah. Andy um, but and yeah talking of, talk of less, less is more held us as well but he still, still finds a nice bit of room for a few flourishes in there. As he does now so, as he does now yeah yeah, always yeah. The flourish. we'll always have the flourishes guys yeah, yeah, technically. Um, but you know what? It's funny because the drums that he does now on slow stuff, and he said are quite like technically difficult for him, and, like different stuff than what people than what they used to doing. And I think here you can hear that he wasn't at that level yet. He could do the fast stuff, but he doesn't. It's not like he throws too many flourishes in this or or any technical yeah. stuff. He has to, he keeps it quite simple with just symbol tapping, really, doesn't he? For for most of it. So, um, yeah, I think we've seen an evolution of him performing slower beats as well and stuff like that even up to five even initially 505 and stuff like that he's got better hasn't he by then so um yes interesting to see a little bit of progression from helders there but yeah do you have anything to say on the the music at all anymore yeah i do not we we can move on to the uh, the lyrics of the meeting but it it is a beautiful track but i i'll get to it now but for some reason this song has always always reminded me of easy by the commodores i can't explain why Although I've tried to by putting something together for you all. Got a chase last night from men with truncheons dressed in hats. But didn't do that much wrong, still ran away though for the laugh. 28 seconds that... of that was not enough for me. No, like, I, yeah, after it, it worked so well, I was like, I'd do it, but I didn't like, have the time to, to be edited at all and put it together. But maybe I will and put it out on socials because it did work. Do you know what I mean, though? There's something about the way that... It doesn't fit perfectly, obviously, with the way he's singing, but but there's just something there where it does hit. Do you remember when there was that era of like indie mashups? Yes. So yeah. there was... Wasn't there another Arctic Monkeys one that I'm, I'm actually searching mm. for now? There was. There was. Um, I, I found it. It is. Uh, I predict that you look good in a riot. So I'm assuming. It's, oh yeah, it was Kaiser Chiefs, and yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah, let's not talk. No, about no one, no one needs anyway, that. Let's go back to this. <laughs> please, please. Nah. The atmosphere has turned rather sour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think it, it kind of works, and I think when I sent it to you, it, it, um, it you realised it did. It did kind of work, didn't it? It kind of there's something about it, like it it's doesn't rent free in my head since then. <laughs> it, yeah, I wish I had done it for a bit longer, but it just didn't. Um, to be honest, the verses did fit like as well as the choruses did, and it's not a very long song. But it's also didn't know how long we could play the Commodore riff without <laughs> without getting like <laughs> <laughs> like getting like you know polyphon or some on us polyphon bloody hell it's been, it was, it hasn't been a label since the sixties. Where did I fall off from? <laughs> polyphon. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, 
<laughs> yeah, it's it was it just seems to work. I, it's something about the way he's singing it, and the and I always thought the, the the music always reminded me of that piano riff. And maybe there's a bit of that in there. Maybe Alex wrote the riff, and he was listening to his dad listening to Easy by the Commodores. I don't know. And it's seeped in. There's just something there, but. But for me, it works. Yeah, like obviously, some of the lyrics don't fit, but I think there's points like, particularly the end of the first line, it seems to fit really well with the music stuff like that. So yeah, I think if Alex was to to sing that song like he does now, it would fit perfectly against that <laughs> that riff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but yeah, just a little little summit that's been in my head for a very, very, very long time. Well, it wasn't. Now it's I forgot, but now it's like, yeah, I needed to needed to get it out. You know, like thanks for that. Like COVID, spread it to everyone. <laughs> Super can't spread just, a podcast. Can't just be me that has to have it in my head. Um, but yeah, moving on to the moving on to the lyrics. First things first. Just wanted to, in case anyone doesn't know, a riot van is a police vehicle that can hold several people, allowing the cops to make multiple arrests during a public disturbance. In the United States, it is often called a paddy wagon. So. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do this again. Up rolls the pad, up rolls the paddy wagon, and sparks excitement in the fellas. But the sheriff looks mighty annoyed. <laughs> that's a, that's a, never mind the sheriff. I'm mighty annoyed now. <laughs> I, I'm just oh god, oh that's really oh, it's always a treat for that's... my American, isn't it? A treat for my American accents, isn't it? <clears throat> It's like, Actually, it's like when them Hollyoaks actors like <laughs> go over to try and break America. And it's not that bad. It's not that bad. They don't get any roles, so they don't get to do the accent. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, it's a good accent. People from America get in touch and tell me what an excellent accent that is. I was actually, I practiced that a couple of times. Unbelievably, I practiced that a couple of times today. And um, my, I, I turned around and my dog was just looking at me with a look that said, you're such a dick. I can't believe my life's in your hands. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, lyrically, this one again, just absolutely beautiful. Again, as somebody, so I, I grew up on a council estate area, but I was kind of on the outside of any of this behavior, really. But, you know, was was privy to it. Just I wasn't really one of the kids, you know, shouting at the police and stuff. But um, as I'm sure you're shocked to hear, <laughs> you, you, you were you were riot van adjacent, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But it it's amazing how he perfectly manages to capture it, um, what it was like, and, and also though make it so that word again, romantic. Like he really, yeah, he really makes this what is quite a grim setting really romantic. And and again, you reference certain romance. He he does that again in a certain romance really with you know like not just the music but but his lyrics really bring a sense of romance to the world where it shouldn't be which yeah he does it again like i say with certain romance it's it's interesting symmetry like you say between that song and that and the music but i think lyrically as well because i do think a certain romance and this live in the same part of alex's brain lyrically like where it came from because you know part of me feels like I should throw Mardi Bum in there too. But I think that's romantic and melodic and beautiful in a slightly different way to, to this in yeah. a certain romance. And if you'd agree with that. 
but yeah, it's really like the whole idea of a night out in the dark with friends up to no good and running away from the police and hiding and someone getting battered with a truncheon. All this just has this romantic play out in my head with, with darkness and fires and there's loads of stuff going on. A bit like, you know, when you're at a festival that you're really like on MDMA or something and all you remember the next day is the lights and the fires and noise and happiness yeah, yeah. of people. That's what it reminds me of. This song gives me that kind of feeling. And Think, um, of, sort of, think of how the yeah. poor sods at the Triwizard Tournament in Goblet of Fire must have felt coming down. <laughs> <laughs> and down the next next morning, like was was the fire? Were the people being suspended upside down in midair? I don't know. Get yeah, that's all right because it's all right because they had Jarvis Cocker and Johnny Greenwood performing at the ball the next night, so you know, lift you back up again, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh no, I I, I I I misspoke. I meant the Quidditch World Cup rather than the Triwizard Tournament. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my fault. Like, oh, yeah. the fires. Oh yeah, yeah. That would have been um, yeah, damp there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just um, uh, that's just falling flat now because I, I got the wrong. Oh god! I feel like I knew oh, what you night. meant though. I knew what you meant though. I, I just thought you were referring to one of the um, games the that they play things, in the, yeah. one of the task things, yeah, or, or just after Cedric dies and he has to come back and tell his dad. Yeah. Ooh, so anyway, we're bringing the podcast down now. <laughs> you and your Harry Potter references, Cedric. Um, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Sorry, it, the book came out about nearly 30 years ago. So. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Cedric's a vampire. <laughs> he lived in a White House with... Um, White House? Bloody hell, we'd lost the plot tonight. <laughs> That's my boy! <laughs> with a guy, oh, from the, the, guy from the Bisto. Yeah, yeah. Just reenacted the one good bit of acting from the Harry Potter films. Uh. Yeah, they got a proper actor in. To do it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always thought it was weird in that there's a bit that always stands out to me as makes no sense if you've read the books and that, or, or just just made no sense in any format. Is when, when Harry, is. when Harry doesn't, you might not, but when Harry's name comes out of the thing and he doesn't, it's not his fault it's come out. Someone's obviously put his name in it because it's not supposed to happen. And Dumbledore just storms in, grabs him by the by his t-shirt, push him up against the wall, and he's like, "What did you do, boy?" And I'm like, "Jazz bit heavy, but the elf called the I'm, um <laughs> in the book as well. In the book, it's like." Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Asked Dumbledore calmly. And then in the film, he's like... In the film, he's throwing about the place, especially since, well, you know, it's not a call the child services. Especially it's since... it's quite, quite clear as well that, that Harry wasn't the source of... You know, he, he'd been like three times, three separate years in a row, someone had tried to murder him. And now all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden, Dumbledore yeah, doesn't believe He's like, oh, you bullshitter. <laughs> <laughs> That, that bit, I always felt that scene was so misjudged. It makes no sense whatsoever for him to be angry about something he clearly didn't do. Like he knows Harry, he wouldn't be putting his name in there, would he? Like, like also, also breaking like he owns a dark magic that he's not capable of doing. Yeah, th this song, as as is the case with many on this album, is packed full of some good old Northern English slang terms. Yeah. Um, we've got we've got coppers, we've got policemen. It's nice to nice to delineate, which I think we will do with this club clip clip baby beer, which I think we will do with this clip from Alex Horn and the Horn section. Is it the police? Is it the fuzz? Is it the fence? Is it the rosas? Is it the cops? Is it the bill? Is it the five O? Is it the pigs? Is it the filth? Is it the narcs? Is it some bobbies? Is it Bergerac? No! It's the Highway Maintenance Vehicle! <laughs> so there you go, so some, some, some nice little, uh, not, some little English terms for the law enforcement there, the various yeah. agencies. 
It's good to, it's good yeah. to have it cleared up in it for our chance. Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot. I mean, I would have, like I say, I, I would like to hear from someone whether they research it or people love this album for, or whether they just kind of just, just accept they don't know what we're talking about but still enjoy it. Yeah, um, like I do when I listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. With their, uh, with, their, with their songs about like the use of alcohol in the California region to the use of drugs in the California region, just wide range of topics there from the, the Chili Boys. Yeah, I mean, you could if it wasn't for tranquility based, they could throw back in your face that in the car that artists only sung about shagging in the desert, so <laughs> or shagging in a town in England, shagging once you're famous, shagging in the desert, shagging in downtown LA. Artics are good though. That's, that's yeah, the crucial no, that's distinction. True. That is true. Yeah, that is a very important distinction. Um, what always got me as the most romantic part of this, and it, this could just be my imagination because I have always deep down been a hopeless romantic, even if I try and hide it. Uh, hence why Suck It and See is my favourite album. The most romantic bit of the song is, for me, um, and pe- please just stop talking because they won't find us if you do. Oh, those silly bodies in blue. Well, they won't catch me and you. I've always pictured that as just him and a lover hiding, like his girlfriend that was there or someone he likes and they're hiding from the police and it's quite a romantic scene. Um, especially... Yeah, you get hard on as well, isn't it? <laughs> you're gonna get one at that point hiding in an alleyway at that age oh yeah it's a lone time well, isn't it i was just setting a very romantic scene and you had to come in and ruin it with your hard on as you always do it is <laughs> <laughs> romance when you've got you've got hard ons and mindless rutting and <laughs> jumping in front of women at a nightclub so, to rage against the machine all right we'll get to am all right we'll get there eventually and you can talk about that <laughs> Oh, we're horny. <laughs> but right now, <laughs> it's like this. He's like this all the time, listeners. Um, <laughs> but little, um, no, no. I just always pictured it like, and the way the music comes in at that moment as well. I just always picture that way as it's him and a a girl, and that's potentially nonsense. Maybe you haven't read it that way. Maybe you've always just seen it as him speaking to the other lads that are there, or whatever. But to me, that's what I felt and saw when I was fifteen, and that's what I still feel and see now. And yeah, I, I, I've yeah. never thought about it that way, but now, now I've seen it that way. I'm. I won't, I won't I th- be looking well, back. It's a thumbs up from me. When the, when we get to the demo, I think that point is backed up as well by a difference in the lyrics for that bit. Yes. Um, yeah. But, but I think, yeah, I just always found that was quite a romantic you know, little beautiful moment of him and a girl hiding from the police. And, you know. But who knows? Maybe he was just meant to be shouting that at a lad. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and if he was, maybe that's what he likes. Good luck to him. Um, <laughs> also, he says things in a way that add to the beauty for like some explained reason for some unexplained reason so again like the above quote um that you know please just stop talking because i don't find as if you do you would say it that way you wouldn't say it that way in speech you know please stop talking because they won't find as if you do oh they won't catch me and you but the changing of the word order the sentence just enhances it so much and he does that a few times in this but yeah just makes it like because obviously that isn't what you'd say but but the way you've ordered it for the song, it just makes it so much like better and uh, more romantic, as I say. He's not. I told you I'd use that word a lot tonight. Did you have any thoughts on any of the, the lyrics on this? I've, um, I've yeah, many, well, I'm, I'm not going to say my favourite lyric. I'll, I'll save it for, uh, yeah, yeah, for save that, that, save that But yeah, these lads just wind the coppers up. They ask why they don't catch proper crooks. They get their address and their names took, yeah. which reminds me of a time... Say going back to the old days again here, 
Um, <laughs> me and my mates were, were playing five-a-side football and we were walking home, like past Stockport Pyramid up there, up, up, up near Morrison's where we used yeah, to, where we met. Oh, I've always oh, avoided like saying it, giving it any any airtime and any advertising <laughs> space on the podcast. I'll, I'll <laughs> no, you were, it out. You were playing at the yeah. Uh, you were um, you were playing at the um, thingy, I assume. Then, if you were the power the league, league, yeah, yeah, power league, yeah. So we've we've been playing power league, and now we're walking back, and then a, a police van came roaring past with sirens on on the way to some emergency, no doubt. You know, you know the McDonald's was going cold, guys. You know, they, they had to get a move on. And my friend Ben, as he drove past, just kind of went with his fingers. He like finger guns at the <laughs> this police van with the sirens on, and it just screeched <laughs> to a halt. It screeched to a halt, and like six of them got out. They're like, what are you fucking playing at? It's like, we're just just waving at you. He's like, are you a fu- are you fucking retarded or something? I thought, like, well, that's a point of contention. That's that's, that's the answer <laughs> that one. And he said, and then he, he said, um, as they're getting back into the van, he said, oh, don't you know we've got like actual crimes to solve? And my mate Ben made the... You'd just leave it, wouldn't you? you just... You, you know, we've yeah, had a bit yeah. of a thing here. And my mate Ben said, well, why don't you go and fucking do it then? And yeah, he, he got his uh, name and address took. And he did oh. care less. He, he, cared, he cared a lot. There was... I've had a... I'd like to say that's the most... Him just doing finger guns is, like, one of the most embarrassing ways to, to attract the police attention. But I once, mm-hmm. when I was 16, <laughs> I was at um, a, a, fo- a small football thing at Cheadle Town. And uh, there was a little party there in the little shack that's there for after it. It was like a charity game or something. And and I was drunk, obviously, only 16. And I I was having a beer outside speaking to someone. And Build Me Up Buttercup came on inside. So I was like, oh, my God, I've got to go in for this. <laughs> so I downed sure the I bottle of this. I downed the bottle of beer. You might have been. I downed the bottle of beer through the bottle as it flew across the air. I turned around and two police officers, one female, walked around the corner and the bottle hit her on the arm. And I thought, oh, my God, I panicked, ran inside the building and because there was about 80, yeah, 90, I was like 50 people in there. And I thought, well, they probably didn't see me properly in the dark, so maybe I can get away with this. But what I had failed to realize was that at the time that in fashion was these sort of top man jackets that were like white with essentially the look of like someone just like spattering paint on a jacket, if you remember them. And I was wearing that, and it was very bright, and they'd obviously known who I was, so they came in and just grabbed me and told me to go outside. <laughs> and I I told them I was very sorry. <laughs> they were doing legs. It was an accident. I was like, through tears. Just play Build Me Up Buttercup, and I just threw the bottle. I didn't mean I wasn't throwing it at you, because from their point of view, I'd just thrown a bottle at them, like the police. And then I gave my mate's name as my name, um, which is his name's Danny as well, so I just changed the last name. But then I didn't. And but then I gave my address. So when they checked it on the system, obviously that was a red flag because <laughs> I'm an idiot. So then I went. Oh, I've not oh. seen him for a while. I think he went to prison. <laughs> yeah, but they were like, "Well, there's no, you're not at that address, so we know that's not you." And I was like, "Oh, I wasn't sorry. I've recently changed my name, <laughs> and then I had to give my real details." Not I've recently <laughs> moved house. I've recently <laughs> changed my name. Well, <laughs> and they they let me they let me go over warning in the end, but that was humiliating to say the least because i think imagine I would, I think they I'd... had arrested you though imagine like the arrest report like the <laughs> reason for throwing the bottle build me up buttercup <laughs> back in tune to be fair yeah i was thinking i was just about to get off with this girl as well at that point as well so it was all very tragic but um i uh just yeah, picturing so... caravan club in the in-between us. 
Yeah, it was. It wasn't in between his type situation, really. Me, yeah, and me, the like tail between my legs, like trying to deal with the situation without ending up in the back of the police car. Because I mean, for, to be fair on him, they were, it was good to let him off. Because from their point of view, I just, I think they, I think I was so pathetic that they knew that I wasn't the type of person that would throw a bottle at the police in like anger or something. They knew I must yeah. have just been a crazy coincidence, which it was. Which, but that how unlucky is that? You just throw a glass bottle, and a police officer happens to be walking on the car at the time, and it hits her on the oh. arm. What are <laughs> the sense. chances? What are the chances? I do remember me and you on a night out once ringing 999 and singing. Um, do you remember this? On our way home from clubbing, it's always stayed with me. We were in a phone booth. Remember them? And we it's dialed 999. We dialed, this is quite bad, actually. We dialed 999 and we sang Time for Heroes down the phone to them and then hung up and ran off. Yeah, we were like, did you see the style that she lived in the way? Oh, Pissed oh. down the phone to some poor 999 operator and then hung up and ran off. <laughs> As an adult now, it's shameful, isn't it? But we thought yeah. it was amazing and hilarious. Oh. <laughs> you got this well, out of shame, but yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't have the Conservative government in by then. So maybe maybe, maybe the police were overstaffed at that point. Maybe they just yeah. wanted something to do for, for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's actually police. <laughs> the Luckily... This, lucky, we're lucky that they didn't just like just because that is illegal. So that they didn't come to yeah. the phone box and find us somewhere. But yeah, we, I think we we liked it. Find us um, three feet away laughing. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Um, <laughs> awful people we were. What a um, thrill! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I I say this a lot, you know, as we do this. But if you take these lyrics and read it as a poem on a poetry night. Like, yeah. I think as much as the music adds to its beauty, a lot of it comes from the lyrics. I think it would still sound beautiful without the music, like uh, poetry. In fact, you know what? I say this every week and I never do it. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read it in a poet style from a poetry. Yeah, and if it's not a long which, one, is which it? Poet? Are we, are we going, which poet are we going for? I'm not going John Cooper Clark because I'm not Northern Aww. enough, I don't think. I'm going. No, I'm going to go quite... Um, well, we'll see. We'll see what comes out. Let's find out. Uncharted Territory, I've never done it. Um, yeah, okay, so, so it would be... <clears throat> so, up rolls a riot van and sparks excitement in the boys. But the policemen look annoyed. Perhaps these are ones they should avoid. Got a chase last night. From men with truncheons dressed in hats. We didn't do that much wrong. Still ran away though, for the laugh. Just for the laugh. And please just stop talking, because they won't find us if you do. Oh, those silly boys in blue. Well, they won't catch me and you. Have you been drinking, son? You don't look old enough to me. I'm sorry, officer. Is there a certain age you're supposed to be? Because nobody told me. And up rose a riot van, and these lads just wind the coppers up. They ask why they don't catch proper crooks. They get their address, and their names took, but they couldn't care less. Thrown in the riot van, and all the coppers kicked him in. And there was no way he could win. Just had to take it on the chin. It sounds like one of god-awful bank adverts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was quite emotional. I was tearing up at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've, you've proved you've proved your, you've proved your point. That it I, would I, work, though, wouldn't it? Do you think that would work? It would, work, would, wouldn't it, it, it would yeah. fit perfectly. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's, it's a John Cooper Clark thing again because a lot of a lot of yeah. his stuff was kind of set to music after he'd done it as a poem and mm. vice versa and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, as, as monkeys as we know. 
for future yeah. episodes. But yeah, no, yeah, it does. I think I always felt that about Alex's, particularly in these early ones, you know, uh, maybe some later on. But this first album is very, because of the John Cooper Clark really being ingrained in this one, I'd say lyrically, yeah. maybe more so than others. But I, th- I think it's always still there, obviously. But, you know, other influences take hold and stuff like that but th- this album i think is really influenced by him so that's why you can get away with just reading it <laughs> like that as a as a poem but especially with this one like, i think this one fits it probably the best of all of them because it's a slow song you know because it's supposed to be a bit melancholy like of some poems are do you think i imagine even with the britishisms though because you went through the slang I imagine even with the Britishisms, this song is still completely relatable and understandable across cultures, though, right? Wouldn't you say? Because it's not this one in particular. There isn't too much slang that you wouldn't understand there, is there? Because the concept is still in other countries, wouldn't it be? Yes, it's not like it's like balm cake, gin or balm cake for the whole song. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah. You know, like some of us do have references and stuff, but uh, <laughs> as we know. Don't need any more of them. Don't need any more. Please, God, no more, Alex. Jesus. Um, <laughs> although the police in other co- countries are slightly more threatening, carrying pistols rather than truncheons. So try and yeah, be yeah. a cheeky chappy with those guys, Alex, and see where that gets you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you snarky comments, you little shit. <laughs> um but no i think that's i think yeah i just think it's um beautiful inside and out but i I do think i've got a lot to say on the beneath the boardwalk version of this so as a special treat we're going to do something we we don't normally do aren't we here yeah yeah we're we're gonna gonna just play a full track because it's copyright free (laughs) not just yeah, not just well, obviously that helps, but um, but also because it's we're listening to it because we always we always both listen to the other demo version and was always like as you'll know we we comment on a little change and go oh you know it's a bit different but this one was so different um probably mostly lyrically rather than musically oh there's a couple of things in there that we just kind of had to you know um there's a lot to say let's say so we thought we may as well play it all for you so settle in and it, I'd love it if there's some people that haven't heard this that are about to hear it that'd be fantastic. Treat That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, it did feel, it feel like them. the first time like Radio <laughs> One played Dance Floor or something, wouldn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? But, um, enjoy. The throne is
lovely. I think musically the same, but also very different. I think there's just like yeah. maybe some more reverb on it or something, you know, on the instruments. Yeah, it feels a bit heavier, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think you can hear the mechanisms of the instruments more because it's not been mixed to like, to the, the other one's been mixed so that you don't really hear the other stuff going on. Um, yeah. Like what the guitar's doing, the, the second guitar. Actually, the second guitar has a really beautiful sound to it that you don't get in the official version, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's even more, yes, that word again romantic sounding than the album version i'd argue this one i think so i think it's got more of an atmosphere yeah. to it you can go like that sorry jimbo but i'm giving this one one nil to smive on this one <laughs> <laughs> but the uh the solo is very different but Be- better you think i, th- I think better in different ways mm. i think it's, it's a bit bit heavier i i don't mm. as much as i like this version i don't think that ver- this version would fit on the album as well as the album version did that's, that's no, you, you probably you, say. you're probably right there because um, I'd say maybe the solo is not better, but it's not worse. I'd say just just different. But yeah, you're right. The song's different in a way that that wouldn't necessarily make it fit in, on this album at all, which is probably why it's been mixed differently and changed. But so the the end lyrics of the the album version are the opening version of the demo version which I always found interesting, like, and I always wanted to hear them together as one song, you know, like an extended cut as a B-side or live or, or some, but some bloody buggers actually gone and done it, haven't they? So um, we play a little bit of that. And there was no way he could win Just had to take it on the chin Smoked a bong last night and stole somebody's telephone. He thinks it's all all right, but they've left him on his own. <laughs> really reminds me of that. That going back, we mentioned certain romance earlier, but it really reminds me of that. There's boys in bands and lads who fight with pool cues in their hand, yeah. lying in certain yeah. romance. Like again, lives in the same part of Alex's brain. Those two lines, I'd say, the similar vibe to them. Um, but as I said, I did say this adds to my romantic theory of a lover being there with his baby, baby, stop calling over and over, yeah? Um, funny cigarettes is such a great way of saying spliff, isn't it? <laughs> like, it was, uh, yeah. And I, it, that's another uh, Only Fools and Horses reference as well. That's what uh, Del Boy calls him on occasion in Only Fools and Horses. Oh, is it? So, yeah, is going it? back to the British comedy roots again. I have to admit, um, and you know, shouldn't be admit this to you, but I'm not that favorite. I'm not um, a big fan. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite. He, he also described. I know it's one, I know it's one of your uh, favorites. I remember. F- funny fags, funny cigarettes, uh, Jamaican woodbines, Mor- Moroccan cigarettes. Yeah. So <laughs> Alex has got a bit of catching up to do. Um, well, well. So it could be a a reference there. But I remember when I was like 15, that was like just an amazing line. To hear, yeah, yeah. Like, ooh, 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 it's, ooh, it's, ooh, <laughs> and perhaps that's something to do with this. Um, perhaps that's something to do with this. These lyrics being upgraded, like we said for the lyrics last week, for still take you home, and how they got slightly better when he changed them in the album, like more mature. And I think again, funny cigarettes is another line, or smoked a bong last night. You know, it's so it's, it's kind of what it's you just expect teenagers yeah. to write 
yeah, yeah, teenager, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. And then he's fought now. This isn't good enough, and got to it, which again, commendable talent. Um, but yeah, as me as a teenager, I thought that was hilarious. Like, Ooh, what a great yeah, racing. I never really. Uh, it's not my. Um, Kind of thing only falls, unfortunately. I've tried. It was on growing up, and I, I think you know it's one of those things where when you resent something because you're having to watch it as a kid, but you're not enjoying it, so then you just don't ever get over that type of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's just not. I know I'm not denying it's um, pantheon in British comic history, but it's just not my cup of tea as much as I'd like to me that kind of humour. Pinched a car with one headlight and lost control. The passengers were screaming. Is this bit or that line the darkest line that Alex has ever written in content? Like, especially paired with the fire brigade, but it was already too late and there were no arrests to make. Jesus. But it's, it's like Manchester by the Sea is a rhyming couplet. It's fucking <laughs> horrific. <laughs> I was like, he's never sang about anything dark like that, has he? Death. And I don't think so. Anyway, I can't think of any. But no, I just I can't think of any other dark. That's really dark. That's about. A, I assume that's about a, on this night of of people stealing mobile phones and doing bongs. It's about a joyride in council estates. People, you know, joyride all the time. From my, from what I remember, um, not in a sexy joyride way that the killers tried to do on the third album, but <laughs> that Coca Cabana of joyriding. But um, the well, <laughs> but, McDonald's and go to a multi-story car park for three hours, isn't it? You know what, that album lives in my head as it was out when I was doing Nights at Morrison's and you were doing Nights at Morrison's as well. And I was doing the bear stuff on the aisles and I was constantly always listening to that album with human on it and everything. And now whenever I listen to it, because one of my favourite killer songs is on the album, but that the fact I was doing that at the time has really killed that album like a lot for me because it yeah, yeah. reminds me of it. Yeah, Dustland Fairy Tale is one of my favourites as well. So it's a shame. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, great tune. Yeah, but, um, but anyway, it's not the Killers podcast, but you never know, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. Anyway, yeah, I just, I just, I'm just, it's not the kind of reference that I ever hear Alex make in any, even like newer stuff and that, any kind of darkness like that. But um, because he says as well, um, well, actually, no, this scene does end add more fuel to the fire of this being partly about a romance. My theory um, made him shut his eyes, rate tight, and think of you, and hope that he was dreaming. That's a very romantic line. Oh, Somebody yeah, yeah. who's about someone who's about to die in a car crash, closing their eyes and thinking of the person they love as they as they make impact. Very romantic, that. It's beautiful. Little little flash forward to the My Mistakes Were Made For You Shadow Puppets video. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, actually, I say Last Shadow Puppets, that album, would probably be the closest to the darker, maybe some oh. of the lyricals content that, that this song has. Yeah, maybe. I think maybe it just didn't, it wouldn't really fit with a lot of Monkey's music, would it, at that point, to do like kind of stuff no, no like chance, this. No. Like you say, it wouldn't fit on the, on, you said it before, it wouldn't, I said the Beneath the Boardwalk wouldn't fit on the album. This lyrical content certainly wouldn't fit <laughs> on the album would it? And it, would it? Yeah. just listen to still take you home and then heard this <laughs> yeah it would, it would feel a bit childish you know what it would do as well it would do you remember when neil said that he thought it was like job center chavy drinking cider in a park like this this one would have really added to his thoughts yeah, there, wouldn't yeah, it? He'd, he'd have, neil would hate a bong like, he would, like oh singing about smoking bongs and joyriding and sealing someone's phone yeah. fuck you you oh, snake <laughs> art school fashion easters fuck you anyway I'm not bitter still. Um, <laughs> um, he, you know what? It does make me laugh in this. He does his little um, awe. He does a couple of times. He goes, uh, after the lyrics, yeah. like, 
for me, that reeks of a lack of self-confidence in his own voice. Yeah, yeah. Performance. I felt so as it ends and it goes into a solo, he's too scared to just let it sit, just let the, the music sit. So he has to go like, <laughs> over it, you know what I mean? To think, to think we've gone from that to the, at the start of four out of five. Yeah, now that you can do stuff like that. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? What yeah. a transgression. Um, I've got a newfound love for Tranquility Base since the car came oh. out. No, no, I'm not saying that in a mean. I'm not saying in a mean way that because I don't like the car, Tranquility Base is better, and I appreciate it now. I've always loved it, but I love both. But I've just just hearing it, I, it's changed my perspective even more on it. It's changed my Same. point perspective even more on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta get go for four. So I go for four at least. I know that was weak, and that was last week's reference as well. Was a one point perspective. I just used the same one because <laughs> we weren't getting one. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to wear it at least once, haven't you? That's it. <laughs> Can I just say, we said about the lyrics, but I think in a way, I don't want to say this, but in a way, I prefer this version. But in a way, I don't. I'm very undecided. Yeah, um, I'm not yeah. on the fence. It's tough. It is really tough because I do really like it, which is why the combined version was I was something I sought out because I can go, well, I can just listen to, to a combined version. That would be good. That would be my preferred one. But I do, I do understand this wouldn't work on the album. I 100% agree and, and understand that, and I know why they changed it. Definitely. I don't think it, I think this would take its status away from being one of the album of a generation if, if this lyrically was on there. It might have been a little sour note, but I think, um, oh, the lyrics are still, you know, all right. I'm not saying they're terrible. They're still good for someone of his age and new to the biz, but I just, I just can't decide whether I prefer it. At the time when I listen to it and I prefer it and then listen to the original, and yeah, it's different. But before I do get to my favorite lyric, I've decided, I think, that this is. I have decided, and I mainly mean the album version, but there are elements of Beneath the Boardwalk too. But I think this is the best lyrics we've encountered from Alex so far on this album. I think so, which, yeah. Which is fucking insane because we've already had so many and it's an outrageous statement to make, but I think there's a beautiful maturity to these that we haven't seen yet, but we will certainly see again. But I, I, yeah, you can I hold on we... to that until we get to a certain romance. I'm oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's why I said, but we will certainly see it again. But um, I'm not denying that. Right. But, um... <laughs> I didn't <mean> that. <laughs> You're one to talk. Um, but I've uh... <laughs> handbags. Yeah, I just don't think we've we've seen this kind of writing from him yet on this album, because maybe the content is a bit melancholic. And a bit maybe it's almost like he's a bit nostalgic for his you know it's like you know when we talked about underneath the boardwalk some of the lyrics being like knock a door run reminding you of being a kid and this this song is like that and because he would have been like 19 or whatever at this time obviously he wouldn't have been doing this kind of thing then so i think he's reminiscing a bit about where he's from and growing up when he was like 15 yeah, yeah. and stuff like that and i think that's why it's got that that feel to it but yeah i just think it's the best lyrics he's written so far on this album not individual lyric obviously you know we've had some great ones fake tales for example but but i think it's just as a as a set it's just a really beautiful maturity to it yeah that's what i'm sticking to and this is this is one that people kind of think doesn't fit into the album but if you picture the events of this song happening happening just over from where the uh, sex worker in when the sun goes down is doing her business you can just Absolutely. imagine this happening a few streets over can't you near the practice rooms um yes. i uh yeah i 100% agree with that and certain romance as well being set on the same state obviously yeah, yeah. 
but um but yeah no i I've, i don't get understand it not fitting in on this album i think it's a nice little people just really don't like it when they do slow songs do they as we've learned over time <laughs> like it's apart from yeah i've hated that because ever since they went slow what track seven on the first album <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's it's a great like it's just a really good song and it fits because it, it's in a good place where it is as well because like the album kind of goes really like those last three were really insanely like in your face, weren't they? And then there's a nice little break, and then it and they do that on every album, I'd say. But but um, it then it sort of builds back up after this one as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it's very much bit, the yeah. calm before the storm, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I think yeah, I got no, I don't, I think this fits in perfectly with the theme of the album as well, lyrically, just because it's not about being on the piss, but it's still about that that world, certainly a young person's world. Um, yeah, I. I We'll never understand that. I think it fits perfectly. But but should we get to our um get to our favourite lyrics? Unless you have something else to say on the, the beneath the bar one. Yeah, favourite lyrics sounds like it's the place to go. Too busy with the mind on clever lines. So you've already I think did you already say this one before, but have you been drinking? Oh no, I, I didn't. I, oh you didn't? Yeah, know. yes. Yes, sorry, that, that, that's, that's that is that's the one. So, well so I'll I didn't want to say it then. I'll just I thought I'll just say it again. Have you been drinking, son? You don't look old enough to me. I'm sorry, officer. Is there a certain age you're supposed to be? Because nobody told me. So it's it's the so witty. The snark is back, witty, cheeky. So in keeping with the rest of the album, as we say, the snark's back. Exactly what you'd expect to hear in real life. In my experience of being in that. Kind of apart, from not me, because as we say, I had my tail between my legs and <laughs> beg for mercy. But other, peop- other people I was around would absolutely have said something like that. And I remember, again, I remember the emotion I felt hearing this song as a fifteen-year-old, and it was amazing to be both emotional from the beauty of the song, but also laughing at this line, and then also being in awe with the lyrical ability in that. So, like, it was kind of like a freefall. Like, I really find this song really like beautiful, but also really funny. And also, I'm just impressed by that someone can write this. It really, it sounds like I get, I've, sorry, a bit of gas. I'm not, it sounds like I'm welling up talking about it, <laughs> but, which, I, which, I, which I could do. People say like the lyricist generation stuff, it's this, the stuff on this album, you do just think he just captures so much in this, doesn't he? And it's, um, this is one of them. Yeah. Just blew me away. That, that particular um, rhyming couplet when I first heard it. Yeah, that's, just, that's, that's yeah. my favourite. One of my favourite, that's tears. one of my favourite lyrics on the album, I think, as well. That's, that's up there. That's me. what I mean by it, song. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, it's such a, yeah, such a kind of, it's so funny. It really, it's a genuinely funny line to imagine someone saying that to the copper and they're, and they're a tort and stuff, but, um, but also in the middle of this other type of song, yeah. Which is, again, why I don't think, that isn't the demo, is it? That, that one. That bit is it? No, no, is that's, it? The, that's the that's the recorded version. Yeah, that line's yeah, not on the no, demo. no, it's not. That's what I mean. So it's not on the demo, like because again, that wouldn't fit. You wouldn't, you couldn't have this amazing little bit and then have a lot of people dying in a car crash, would it? It wouldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't really yeah. vibe, would it? Uh, so yeah, so again, the maturity though, like we said, we still take you home to 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 change that up in such a short space of time. He only wrote the first set of lyrics probably in like two thousand and four, five maybe, and then two thousand. Well, end of two thousand and five when they're recording the album, he's changing it up and making it so much better. He just advanced so quickly; it's incredible, really. Yeah, so I, I was meteoric rise and just carried on because a lot of people get kind of get caught up in that, and that their art would suffer for it, but not our boys. Nope. Well, like that's why we like whatever people say, and that's what I'm not. They always knew. Don't believe the hype. They always knew. They always you grounded. Must do a podcast called that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should, um, should we get on to the well have you got a favorite yeah. lyric 
Mine is the same as yours. Oh, really? That's, that's, that's what I was going to think. Yeah, I, I love that. And then, yeah, same probably reasons, my favorite. Yeah, same reasons. And it's probably my favorite, one of my favorite lyrics on the album, actually. Oh, okay. Nice. Full stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah, happy to go on to the favorite musical moment. Yeah, I've got to think, we might have the same one here. Oh, we may not. We'll see. Mad cells in your ears. They make you get up. Make you get... Oh, mine's a bit of a mixed up one because I'd say the solo, but then having listened to the guitar solo again on the Beneath the Boardwalk demo, I'm, mm. I prefer that. I prefer that. Yeah. that you, you're making that so judgment I'm... that you, you prefer the I other one. Now. You're I making prefer that call. the solo on the demo. Yeah. Mm. Pop, pop, pop. I like that you can and, hear the other instruments yeah. in the solo and the demo more. Yeah. 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 You can hear a lot that's, more that's of what's it, going on. That's it apart. There's actually a really nice bit of background guitar on that solo, yeah, that you can hear. It's really good, but but um, my mine is just the main riff. I still think it's one of the most beautiful yeah. riffs they've ever written. Yeah. I'm putting that out there. I think it's maybe one of my favourites. This riff that they've ever done. I'm gonna put that out there. I just love it. I just the oh, it was all became the blueprint as well for so so many indie bands to do. Like that's just, you know whether they speed yeah. it up or slow it down, but those chords just just became a blueprint for every landfill indie band that you've never so, heard of. If anyone's ever played them as well, because I learned them, it's it's very simple and it's kind of bar chords that just move up the guitar. But um, it's yeah, really simple to play. But God, yeah, beautiful. Like like most classic songs are. But um, I have really fell, really fell in love with this song, as I'm sure you've all heard. Yeah, same. Um, but but I do have a, I have well, I have maybe two hot takes actually. Thinking about it for this one. Um, the line. This is my first hot take. Please just stop talking because they won't find us if you do. They're silly boys and blue. They won't catch me and you, as I've already referenced as a romantic, my fairy romance. I think it's the first line we heard from Alex that could be about someone he loves rather than someone he wants to sleep with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, that's, so it's that's a nice heartwarming. Nice. It's a nice heartwarming hot yeah. take. Yeah. And yeah, I don't even think, I think it must be. Must be because there's no um, more until. Favorite words? No, there is what I'm talking about. Obviously, there is. But but up to this point, this is the first line we hear where he's talking about someone he loves rather than someone that he's wants to rot with. <laughs> Definitely. And as we yeah. know, as we know, he'll mix it up between the two as time goes on. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great success. It's a great success, even in the same song. He'll, he'll yeah. do both. But um, but yeah, my that's just a nice. Not you know, it's not an outlandish take. I just noticed that this is the first time we ever heard him talk about love. Which I thought was mm. considering where we go with this band, I think that's a nice little marker to set down. Yeah. But my second take would be this, this is wishful thinking, perhaps. But when they were talking about um going through the back catalogue in a recent interview and, and having songs that they could pull up live, and we kind of had a little chat, didn't we, that certain romance could be perhaps making a comeback because it, it fits with this, this style and and there was a rumor that they were rehearsing it or something at, at some Yeah, it's or something. been sound checked earlier this summer. Sound yeah. sound checked, yeah. But As I, was if you were there, beware. Interestingly, but it's not so much a hot take as my thing, and you're not going to agree with it. It's the first time I might not agree, and I know you're not going to agree, which is fair enough because it's all personal preference. But if I could pick one song for them to redo live now, it would be this, and I'll tell you why. Because I think if they added like some orchestral strings, like they do on the they do it on the keys live, don't they? The two guys, the other dudes, and a couple of other guitar pieces, and a little flourish more guitar on Helders. And they did this, 
I would probably start crying <laughs> in the audience at the cricket club. <laughs> and I, think, so I, 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 I would as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we want them to bring about certain realms and stuff like that. That's fine. But I think because I've never heard this live, this is one of the few Out of Monkey songs that I've never heard, unless they, yeah, yeah. unless I'm just misremembering whether they did play it at one of the ones back then. But I don't think, um, no, I don't think I did. Unless if they did, it was one of the very first gigs I ever went to to see them. But yeah, I would, I would absolutely pick this one as one because I've heard most of the rest. So this would be one that that I'd want to hear again, and I'd want them to do it. And the way that if Alex was singing this in the way he sings now, like with this music, like I just think it would be fucking incredible live it'd be yeah. such a moment what a market and such a song no one would be expecting but if if, if i was them and really i would separate the old the original fans wouldn't it well if it's i well exactly know. if i was going to go back and and from their point of view and go okay which songs fit with the newest stuff from like they said they have from the first album you get to riot van and you go well, we've never done this one like, and they go you know this probably is the one that fits in with the car the most out of maybe yeah. all of the songs that we've done from the first two albums apart from from one over yeah i think yeah it's not gonna happen but uh, that'll be my dream that's my hot take so two quite nice hot takes two little nostalgic nice uh, hot takes i'd say ho- wholesome hot takes there very wholesome hot takes yeah halt some to- hot takes <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you um <laughs> yeah but yeah no they're, they're my two they're my two not really uh, anything to disagree with just would be nice i don't think you'd be opposed although i did say that to you not long ago and you said i don't think you said you wouldn't enjoy it I think because if it was in place of certain romance or summer, which is fair enough, because we, yeah, we all want to hear that as well. If there was like some hypothetical discussion where it was either that or certain romance, and they picked that, I wouldn't be happy. No, but no, I wouldn't. Any other time hearing that, I'd be delighted. As I have, as I have been this week, I, I genuinely of all the of all the tracks so far that we've gone back and listened to for like a whole week ahead of the show, ahead of recording the show, this has been the one that's kind of surprised me the most with how much I really... It's not, never that I didn't like it at any point. It's just I really enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. It's the really first, in my head now. I'd say it's the first one that I've had an emotional reaction to in mm. terms of not, not just like takes me back to a time or what a cool song or this is really good or, you know, it's the first one where I've had a nice feeling towards it, a nice little emotional song that's taken me back a bit. First one. Beautiful I'll be, I'll be having that feeling in uh, a couple of weeks' time, I think. I'll be, I'll be uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we'll oh, oh, sorry. In the kitchen and all sorts. I thought you were about to make a sex joke or something then. I didn't know where we were going. No, um, no, no. <laughs> chance, chance, chance would be a fine thing. Chance would be a fine thing indeed. Probably saying that too much now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, absolutely banging track. Can't say it's beautiful and romantic any more than we already have. So um, I, yeah, it's not, it's not a banging track, actually. It's a beautiful track. It's not a banging track, but it is a great song from the Pantheon of Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Yes, and I hope, I hope people that may have not heard it as much listen to this and fall in love with it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, if, if just one person like falls in love with it because we've chatted rubbish about it for an hour, with lots of breaks for going off on tangents, then that's our job's done. We can die happy. <laughs> well, <laughs> monitor is <laughs> <laughs> and, and now you've reached the uh, the heart of the matter there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Well, that was a nice uh, Alex. That sounded a bit Alex S then. It did. It, it, now it, it, we yeah, reached yeah. the. Except he'd say like the crescendo of the matter rather than the heart of the matter, wouldn't he? He'd, he'd twist yeah, yeah. it a bit. Well, he'd say, we reached the crescendo of the matter and that thing pumping. I don't know. I'm going, going, going a bit, <laughs> bit 70 soul then. <laughs> but yes, I think that, I think we've, I think we've, we've 
talked about Oliver for the song too much. Uh, I think that I'd say this actually is another little hot take in podcast hot take. This has been the most analytical we've got so far in any of the tracks. So certainly detailed him. I noticed my notes were way longer than usual. There was, it was the first where there was a lot more to talk about in terms of depth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and having t- t- two versions would have helped as well. Good point. <laughs> but, but yeah, which, um, which we won't have to, which we, we could technically do with bigger boys and stolen sweethearts because I think there's some. Oh, I think we will do that. Oh, very much. That, so don't get me. We'll be on. I will. I, <laughs> I don't because I can't wait because there's some of the lyrics on. Well, I think it's the demo that I think are fucking hilarious and spectacular. Yep. Um, yeah. But um, and very true. But but yeah, that that'll be coming up in. Um, oh no, you know we said six weeks to the wrap up. It's even longer than that because I forgot about the B sides. <laughs> it's more like yes. ten weeks in it. <laughs> Fine by, in, me, fine by me, yeah. Coming in, May, Ma- coming in April, <laughs> the <rough Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's never going to end, is it? I kind of want them to split up now. Just, just oh, we've got an indefinite end date now. No, wash your mouth out with soap. You shouldn't have said that. That's, you should be. That's probably the worst thing I've said in the show today. That you fired. Well, the <laughs> listeners haven't heard the unedited version, have they? But um, that's <laughs> the uh, yeah. No, you can't say that. I'm no. I, I don't want this podcast yeah. to end. I want to keep. I, I hope they just keep I'll, doing I'll songs. So I keep doing away. I, I was being frivolous, and I should know not to do that on a comedy slash music podcast. You've upset me. Last <laughs> place you want people being frivolous. There's a time for frivolity, and it wasn't then. <laughs> <laughs> when is it then? It was at the start when I was doing American accents, and everything was light. Not now. <laughs> I'm too heavy now. Oh well. That has been just about the end of our our deep dive into track seven, right, Van? Yeah. We will be back. Do not forget you can follow all our social media, go into the episode description and click on our link tree and all the descriptions are there and all the links to all the other stuff. And I'll put the TikTok in because what what sort of a podcast host would it be if it didn't? Paul in, isn't it? Uh, what are we what are we covering next week, mate? <laughs> I was just thinking, how funny with that American paddy wagon sketch earlier. Oh, no, I think you would have missed it. I think it was when you went to the bank. Nick, it's time to end the podcast and go home, so you better get out your phone and order an Uber. Well, you can't, because it's bloody 2006, and you have to go to a taxi rank, pay an extortionate amount for a relatively short journey, whilst listening to a bald, middle-aged white man tell you who he'd select for the England team, how he'd run the country, and that you better not be thinking of jumping because the red light indicates doors are secured. This one, yeah, that yeah <laughs> drink yeah i'm honing it i'm getting it right yes. getting it there. we didn't start doing it until like three in so you know soon as the fourth attempt we'll get there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah oh cracking stuff absolutely brilliant well we will be back next week same time well ish about midnight midnight tuesday night over our time it drops so it's like yeah some, some of the americans get it like tuesday evening yeah, yeah. Oh, no, they're they behind. They're behind. Yeah, they? yeah. So some of the Tuesdays... Oh, 400 years behind, some might say. <laughs> oh, political. <laughs> Kinky. The American listeners are in, in Eastern, in New York, let's say. It would be 7 p.m. when we drop it, usually, probably. And and the L.A. listeners would get it at, like, 3 in the afternoon on a Tuesday. So, yeah. It's all... Uh, so it's worse yeah, ways maybe. to spend uh, an afternoon in L.A., isn't there? I mean, it's better ways, but there's worse. Well, better ways, C-A-M. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's worse ways to see Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost worse than anything in the world. Right, we will, we will be back same time next week, same place. 
Dan, say goodbye to the nice people and the horrible ones. There's bound to be horrible ones, you know. One in five, I heard. Bit high. <laughs> goodbye, now you nice and horrible people. <laughs> Bye. Don't believe the hype is hosted and produced weekly by Nick Lee and Dan Holt. Music used in the titles is royalty-free music, courtesy of Les FM. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every Wednesday when a new episode is released. And if you want to help us out further, be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We'll see you next week with more of the same.